Welcome to the Peace Church D Group Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Perry, the mobilization pastor and D Group leader at Peace Church. I'm here with Aaron Pierce, our multiplication pastor and leader of our discipleship ministry. This podcast is a resource to encourage, equip, and empower D Group leaders to lead their D Groups well. Welcome back to the D Group Leaders Podcast. My name is Brad Perry. I'm your host the Mobilization Pastor at Peace Church. We're excited to have you back. We've spent the first few episodes talking about uh, an overview of what a D-group is. Uh, today we're going to make a shift and we're going to start explaining some of the practical issues that are related to leading a D-group. So today's topic is going to be the characteristics of an effective D-group leader. This is an important topic because we all want to be effective D-group leaders. Um, how we choose to lead our D groups will have a direct impact on the effectiveness of our efforts to make disciples in each of those groups. So in order to best maximize our groups, we as leaders should possess certain characteristics. And so Aaron, we want you to go ahead and go through your characteristics of a healthy uh, and an effective D group leader. So Aaron, what are those four characteristics that we've um, applied to that? Yeah, I love how you open that up just pointing out that if we aren't effective leaders, then our groups are going to suffer in their effectiveness as well. So the first of the four uh, characteristics of an effective D-group leader is, number one, is intentional. So this obviously covers a lot of stuff. This isn't just, you know, narrowed down to, like, the only thing that it could be, because it really does cover every aspect of what we'll talk about. But specifically what we mean by this is, are you, like— is the posture of your heart just to lead a Bible study, go through the motions, or are you actually wanting to see God work in the lives of the people in your group? And I don't know about you, Brad, but even for me as a pastor, it can be easy to kind of just kind of get through it or think of it in terms of, you know, even as a job, like our job is to minister to people. And if we're not careful, and if I'm not careful in checking my heart, sometimes I can like see the routine uh, nature of my job as just that, like just a job, and not see man, I want to see God move in people. And so the same goes for us as D group leaders. You can kind of become familiar with how the process works and you just assume the system or the process will take care of, uh, of the people. But the reality is people make disciples, not programs, not systems. And so as great as we think the structure of D groups is, it takes an intentional leader to actually go the next step. And so this would be things like, you know, casting vision for your group. Don't just meet, don't just go through the motions, but help your group leaders, or sorry, group members to see God's called each and every one of us to make disciples. So while they may be being poured into by you as the leader right now, you're ultimately trying to help them get to a point where they're spiritually mature, growing so that they can go and do likewise to others, not just complete this reading plan with you, right? Like it's a bigger vision um, of God's work in their lives. Another way that you see like intentionality play out is whether or not you're willing to confront issues when they come up. Like this is really easy to do and just kind of see issues come up and you, you don't really want to deal with them or, you know, that person stops showing up to group or he's not doing his assignments or whatever it may be and just kind of say, you know, it'll take care of itself. But intentional leaders take the next step and they don't do it out of, you know, um, meanness or hatred or anything like that, but to lovingly confront someone is an intentional way that you can kind of be that type of leader because if you don't, 
then the group just kind of can stagnate or, or go off. And we'll have a whole episode just on yeah. that topic. So along those lines, so like how do you kind of test yourself to make sure that you're being intentional? Do you have things that you kind of walk yourself through to um, just examine your own life as a degree leader during that time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, here's just a quick, a uh, few quick questions like you listening can ask yourself, like where am I at on these things? Um, one of these questions would be, do you feel like you're just going through the motions with your group or are you going above and beyond to see God work in your group? In other words, are you just showing up or do you really want to see God work? Um, another question to ask yourself, are you helping people see God's vision of disciple making in their lives? Like you don't want them to finish the group and then you at the very end are like, oh, by the way, you're supposed to lead your own. You know, they need to be seeing that as a part of the whole thing. And then lastly, like what we just talked about, are you lovingly dealing with issues that come up in your group or are you just ignoring and hoping they go away? And so think through those questions because that kind of tells you, are you being an intentional leader or are you just kind of going through the motions? So that's the first one, um, intentional. The second characteristic of an effective D-group leader is relational. So, Brad, I'm going to ask you because you've been involved in different uh, forms of discipleship at this church. You know, what's the big difference between, let's say, relational discipleship and maybe like discipleship as a program? Yeah, so... I approached it at the beginning. It very much was a program for me, um, which was honestly better than doing nothing, I felt like. But I know, like, I've gone back now and talked to some of those people that I had walked through discipleship with, and I said, dude, I'm sorry. And they're like, what do you mean you're sorry? It's like, because I had the wrong approach to this. Um, like, it was not relational. It, it was somewhat relational because we already had a, a friendship but it was not intentionally relational during that time. It really was. I kind of skip through these uh, these five lessons that we've got, these Bible study questions. Let's walk through all these Bible study questions. There wasn't a lot of accountability. There wasn't a lot of like, hey, how are you doing even? Yeah. Uh, where are you struggling? Uh, and so for me, it, it was uh, it, it's so different now. And I wish I'd have known this, you know, five years ago. But it was better than nothing, right. but man, I, I do. I, I have literally gone back to someone and said, "Dude, I'm sorry," because <laughs> I was a lousy disciple maker, you know. Yeah, I love how you you shared. You know, that temptation is almost like making that program the answer. And the way, the reason we bring up this uh, characteristic relational is because even though the structure of D groups itself is designed to be more relational, you can still kind of default back to that. I'm just going to get through the program, ask you the questions. And, and also for me, another hurdle to get over, it was one-on-one. Yeah. And so it's it's hard one-on-one to really – because you, you have to drive everything <laughs> as the leader. And so what I love about that D group is it's, it's not all falling on me. There's two or three of us that are, you know, chiming in and, and walking through this together. So that was another obstacle that made it less relational. Absolutely. Because one on one, it's like you having a, it's like playing a ping pong match, mm-hmm. and you have to keep hitting the ball over the net, or else it just falls. Right. But at least with three or four, there's that whole circular movement going. For sure. So what we mean by relational, though, is exactly kind of what you were identifying. Is it goes beyond just completing the reading, checking the box, even asking questions. Like that's part of it. But it's more or less like how do you deal with the questions? You know, I'm not just showing up saying, "Hey, did you read?" and you say yes or no, and then I just move on. Like relational means I care about you as a person. So when you answer a question that shows something's off in your heart, it's upon me to go and follow up. And that's where that intentional kind of comes back into play here, uh, where I follow up with you because I care about you. I'm not just here to lead a Bible study. I'm here to lead people and pour into people so that they look more like Jesus. 
That's so hard for us because even me, I'm a teacher at heart. So it's easy for me to default to, okay, well, we went through the reading, we asked the questions, I taught what I needed to, um, and then just be done instead of saying, man, I need to follow up with that one guy that shared that story or that one person who shared that he's struggling with this sin. I need to text him tomorrow and say, hey, man, how's that going? Or what can I do to help even outside yeah. the group? I want to chime in here too, man, because I think one of the things we talk about being relational is one thing that I've caught myself doing is I tend to focus more on the negative also, mm-hmm. you haven't been reading your Bible. Do what's going on. Like, oh, you're struggling with this sin. How, why are you struggling with this sin? You're not showing up to meetings. I think relational, even like celebrate the, the good stuff. So like when you ask that question of, dude, I didn't miss a single here journal this week. Like celebrate that. Or like when they've got victory over sin. If, if you're talking about, say, you have lustful thoughts and things like that, and they're consistently saying, no, I'm not, then just like, well, let's celebrate that too. I think relationally, you, you focus on the good, not just the negative, but you uh, man, celebrate the, the wins that are there, too. Dude, that's such a great point, you know, because in relationships, you do that with your friends. For sure. Your friends or your spouse, like when something happens, you want to celebrate with them. Yeah. Or, even, or, or your kids. Like, if you're just always just bashing your kids when they mess up, you know, it's like, dude, celebrate them when they do something good. Like, if all of a sudden your kid, like, washes the dishes, like, dude, celebrate that, you know. So I think the same thing with that relationship is celebrate the good points too. I mean, there definitely are going to be times and we're going to talk a lot about the negative because that's typically what the questions are. Like, <laughs> right. how do I fix this? Um, but I think part of it is, man, the positive reinforcement of celebrating the, the good things. And that, that we need that re- relationship as well. Absolutely. That's a great word. And just like you said, you know, it just, you keep engaging with them, you encourage them. And we've said this before, but the m- relational leaders think in terms of the group may start in the meeting, but it doesn't end there, right? right? It's the text I'm sending. It's the, hey, man, how's this going? Praying for you, excited for you. You know, all those components together uh, to make an effective D-group leader, you've got to be relational in that area. So here's just a few questions um, to examine yourself on this. Uh, Are you being vulnerable within your group or are you guarded? So I I meant to say this earlier, you know, you're not going to see vulnerability from others until you're vulnerable first. And doesn't mean it immediately starts, you know, vulnerable, your first meeting. It may take time, relationships are built, but you can't expect from others what you're not doing. And vulnerability breeds vulnerability. So as you share your struggles, you want to see them open up. And so a question to ask yourself, if you're relational, you let them in your life. That's what relationship Mm -hmm. is. You start being vulnerable. And then just as we said, do you reach out? to your group members beyond the group meeting. And that's really you know, getting at that heart. So the third characteristics of an effective D group leader, we've said intentional, relational, these last two are quick, um, prayerful. This, sometimes the temptation is just to kind of gloss over, oh, here's the spiritual answer. But man, Brad, like I gotta be honest, and those of you listening, God really convicted me on this. Um, I am an achiever like type personality. So I want to do things, I want to produce things, I I want to go after it. And I remember a point in my first D group, we were having an issue with one of the individuals that was spiritual in nature, nature, and I was struggling, and I was thinking, okay, God, like, I've done all the right stuff, he's reading the Bible, I've asked the right questions, and I just realized I wasn't praying for him. Hmm. Like, I prayed for him in the meetings, I might have prayed one or twice that week, but I wasn't, like, writing down his name and just pleading with God over him. And so I started to do that, and it's amazing how without me doing anything else, he just opened up, things started shifting, God started working, and it just reminded me we are absolutely dependent on God to do this kind of thing. I don't know if you've run into similar 
situations, but it's just difficult for me to stop and think, when I pray for my D group, that's just as important as when I show up for the meeting, mm-hmm. when I share my hero journal, all of those things. And it, it really boils down to this. If you were wanting God to work in their life, how can we see him do it if we're not asking him to? Right. And so that's a huge thing. If you are going to be a leader, man, pray regularly for your group members. And don't just pray the general prayer request. Pray that God works. Pray that God draws them to himself. Pray that God makes them disciple makers, that God works and awakens them and catches their hearts on fire. Um, and so with that, here's just a couple questions to ask yourself. Do you regularly pray for your group members throughout the week, or you just do it in the group meeting? Another one, are you praying only for their prayer requests or also for God to really work? And lastly, are you praying for God would help that God would help them to reach the lost and make disciples, or are you just, again, being generic? So the fourth and final um, characteristics of an effective D group leader is an equipper. So Brad, I'll ask you and kind of put you on the spot a little yep. bit. You know, what's the difference in, say, an equipper and a, and a teacher? Or an equipper and somebody who just gives you information. Yeah, yeah. Well, you obviously the, the teacher, you're just lecturing and you're just passing information. Um, but an equipper is I'm training you up to be able to, one, take care of yourself, but also to be able to do this because we, we've got to replicate. I mean, that's what we want. We want every disciple to be a disciple maker. And so if they've just relied on our teaching the whole time, we've never equipped them, um, it's not going to happen. I mean, we see, a lot, we see that with Jesus as he walked there through the disciples. If you walk through Matthew, um, he, there was a time of Jesus teaching, but then there was a time of Jesus sending them out and, and equipping them. Okay, I've taught you, now I'm going to send you out to do this. And so I think we've got to build in times where we allow them to lead, and or else when we send them off to make a disciple, they're going to be like, I don't know what to do, I'm lost. Uh, so they can't rely on us, we've got to equip them. Yeah, absolutely. And we will have an entire podcast just to this topic, so we're going to flesh that out. There's a lot of okay, well, how do I do that? Questions that come alongside of that. But just know that that's a characteristic is you're not just thinking, I'm going to teach them. You're going to equip them to feed themselves, not just make sure they rely on you and make sure they're ready to go and make disciples. And I'll, we'll kind of wrap it up with a couple of questions here. But just to illustrate the point, you know, the difference between, say, a teacher and informer and an equipper is the difference between me being told how to fix my car and me being shown how to fix my car. Like, I can watch YouTube all day long, but it doesn't look like my car, and it's really confusing. Yeah. But when somebody comes alongside and helps me, then I can see it. And so that's what we're trying to do in discipleship is not just tell them what they need to do, but help them actually do it. This brings me to one last thing as I know we're closing this out. But um, one of our church planners, Stephen Kimbrell, he talks about this at their church, Grace City in Irvine. Um, it's a more of a surfing community out there. And he talks about that. Uh, their, their phrase for this is get in the water with somebody. You know, who are you in the water with? He's talking about surfing. Like, you can't just, you can talk about it. You can watch YouTube videos. You can, somebody can tell you all day long how to surf, but you're not going to be able to surf by their words. Like, you got to get in the water with them and walking through that. That's, that's kind of like the, the role of that equipper. Say, hey, I'm getting in the water with you, showing you how to get on the wave, showing you how to paddle, showing you how to stand up. And, uh, and, and that's, what, that's what it takes. And that's really where the greatest life change happens, right? When mm-hmm. somebody in your group says, man, I'm struggling with pornography, and you can say, you know what, I fought that battle. Let me help you, not just telling them, hey, you shouldn't do it, right? It's that whole idea of I'm equipping mm-hmm. you to fight, and then even further beyond, 
hey, you know what? I see the ability of you to make a disciple, so I'm going to equip you to do that. So here's just a couple questions on that end. Do you hand off leadership within your group, or are you always leading? Right? You can't expect your group to multiply when they're never given the chance to lead. And then lastly, do you help people feed themselves, or do you try to do all the work for them? As you said, do you get in the water with them, or are you just kind of standing at the shore yelling at them, telling them what to do? Yeah. That's where real relational discipleship happens. Awesome. Thank you, Aaron. So those are the characteristics of an effective D-group leader. Just to refresh your memory, you are intentional, you are relational, you are prayerful, and you are an equipper. Uh, Again, we just want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast if you've not yet done that. If you subscribe, then these podcasts will automatically be downloaded to your phone. Uh, So thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, we're going to talk about the characteristics of a healthy D-group. So Peace Church, we will see you next week.